another episode of Hanging and Hanging. I'm here with Daniel Meek and Jace Margafuji. What's up, y'all? How's it going? Welcome, Jace. Uh, first time on the podcast. We're in episode 12 now. Uh, Jace is here. You've been here, what, a year and a half? A little Almost over a year. Yeah. Over a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you first moved here. You prayed about it, right? You want mm-hmm. to tell that story? Sure, yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. Appreciate Great. it. Great, yeah, um, of course. Yeah, it's kind of a long story. Um, the long story short is that I was coming out here to Tennessee. Uh, my former job, we were working with combat veterans who came back with PTSD and TBIs. Um, and we're actually doing that at Center Hill Lake, where you all do your lake days. Um, but the 2021, when I came out there the second time, um, God really just put it on my heart to move out here. So... Um, started praying about it and I went back to California and God basically closed so many doors that I literally could not have stayed there even if I wanted to wow. and simultaneously started opening doors here in Nashville and so um, the decision became pretty clear and um, yeah he just led me on that path so it was, it was a pretty cool journey like when I look back on it nice yeah and you you met some people so you got connected with us mm-hmm. through meeting some people through your prior job, right? Yeah, so Daniel and Cheryl, Cheryl Price, Daniel's an elder here at West End, um, they came and volunteered because Daniel's also a former veteran, or he is a veteran, and so he um, and Cheryl came out and volunteered with us, and I got to know them really well. Didn't know that two years later I'd be moving out here and <laughs> eventually living with them for a little bit. We can get into that later, but uh, yeah, my first weekend out here, I didn't know where to go, so I contacted them and said, hey, where do y'all go to church at? And they said West End. Mm. Met this guy right here, Daniel Meek, and uh, the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, from what you told me about your story, that's very different from the way that, like, I moved here. Like, I had a job lined up already. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm not moving until I have something secured that I can go to. I didn't know a single person here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were like, hey, this is where I want to be. And you had a few people that you knew to kind of help you get settled in. Mm -hmm. You found your way to us. Um, It's like, how did you find the job that you're currently in? And like, tell us a bit about like what that change has kind of been like. Yeah, that's kind of a funny story. So my former coworker, um, well, I guess she is my coworker still, but in California, um, her name is Annalise. Her and her husband moved here a year before I did uh, because Annalise got the job at Ramsey first. Um, And then... So when, when it became clear that God wanted me to move out here, I, I let her know and she told me, hey, you know, if you move out here, you should apply at Ramsey Solutions. Um, and at the time I said no, because I was like, I'm not a money guy. Like that's not like finances. That's not what I, I thought that's all they did. So I was like, that's not really my thing. Um, later came to find out that our other friend Carly, who was also living in that area of California, moved here for a job at Ramsey as well. And then a few months after that, I found out that my friend Taylor, who I hadn't talked to in like five years, uh, he coached baseball in California. Um, he had just got a job at Ramsey too. And so all of a sudden I knew all these people that were at Ramsey who were all telling me to apply. Um, and I met some other people when I moved here that worked at Ramsey um, and they just all kept telling me, hey, this might be a good fit for you. So that's kind of how that came up on the radar. Um, I still, I said no, I don't know how many times because mm-hmm. um, I just didn't think I wanted to be there. Um, but kind of going along with what Daniel talked about tonight at Bible study, like God has a way of just getting you to the destination he wants you to be at. And, mm-hmm. you know, eventually I was like, you know what? There's been enough people telling me to apply. I feel like I should. And kind of stepped out of faith and saw where that went and got open doors. And, you know, a few months later I had the job at Ramsey. It's crazy because it feels like I've known you for 
multiple years because I can remember you wrestling through that mm-hmm. and saying like I remember you saying some of the same things like I'm not really sure if, if I want to be at Ramsey and mm-hmm. then praying through it and, and just that's one thing I've always admired about about you Jace is you are a, a diligent prayer and um, really Sometimes. really seeking well you you <laughs> seek the Lord's guidance in, in everything you do that's something that I would like to emulate uh, and, and be better at myself so but yeah, it just it feels like I've known you forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I tend to be like, if God wants me there, He'll just force it. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just do what I'm gonna do, and He'll figure it out. Yeah, it's it's crazy because I feel like so the thing that God's been teaching me over this last year is just that like a lot of times when He calls you into something, it's not necessarily gonna feel like sure, you know, because mm-hmm. that doesn't require faith, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times He meets us in our faith when we decide to step out. I think about Joshua and um, mm. when he told him to go to Jericho. He said, I'm not going to receive the waters until you guys step in there. Mm. You know, there was an action to the faith that mm. had to happen. And so, I don't know. I, I feel like that's so much of this journey has been like God saying, hey, uh, here's a former pastor of mine actually said this. He was like, God will be like, hey, here's some of the stuff. I'm not going to give you everything because I want yeah. you to walk in faith. And then when you get there, then I'll give you the rest of it. Wow. And that's so much of our journey. But, um, you know, I learned a lot about that, you know, watching both of you two as well, like just being in this community, you guys emulate that as well. And so it's something that I've been trying to do in my life too. Well, I feel like, um, I've taken a lot from like what you just said reminded me of something we didn't really, I didn't really hone in on it tonight, but God had told Paul, mm-hmm. you are going to Rome. Yep. Like you're going to testify me about me in Rome. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell Paul how he's going to get there, mm-hmm. when he was going to get there or like any of the details at all. It's just, you're going to get to Rome. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, um, God seems to work with our personalities sometimes. Um, sometimes he doesn't, but it's like, Paul, I think he knew that Paul was going to say, there's an open door. Yep. I see my way to Rome. I'm going to appeal to Caesar and I'll get to Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas some of us might have, you know, just sat on our hands for a long time and remained quiet being like, if I get arrested, I'll never get to Rome, and God told me I'll get to Rome. Mm-hmm. And something you said a minute ago, Kyle, is you're like, ah, if God wants me to get there, he'll he'll force it. Mm-hmm. I think all the time in my life, I have been like Jonah, yeah. who if Jonah would have just listened to God when he said, hey, go to Nineveh and tell him to repent, mm-hmm. then none of the fish and all that kind of stuff wouldn't have happened. But, mm-hmm. but because he tried to run from God... Mm-hmm. Then it resulted in, you know, three days in the belly of a whale, and he still ended up in Nineveh anyways. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in my life I've made a lot of decisions where I'm like, this is kind of what I want to do. Don't really feel like I need to pray about it. But, like, like my move to Nashville, like, for weeks and weeks I was applying to jobs and nothing Mm -hmm. was kind of coming back. And, like, eventually, like, I got an offer. And I was like, okay, like, here's my opportunity. I take that move. But, like there's a possibility that I would have gotten nothing. It's like, okay, well, I just have to do something else now because, like, clearly that's not where I'm meant to be. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of my response of, like, I'm just going to, like, pursue a lot of time. uh, Not saying you should do this, but (laughs) a lot of time I feel like I'm going to pursue what, like, my goal is and then if God is like, okay, this just ain't it, Mm -hmm. then it's like, all right, well, like, clearly I just have to make a change. But, like, one way or another, like, whether it sometimes when I whether or not I pray about it, God is still going to put me in the same place. Sure. Mm-hmm. Not that you shouldn't. I feel like you'll be a lot better off if you do. But 
I think a lot of my life has, even like before I was fully Christian, I think that's kind of, God is still working whether or not mm-hmm. you're praying to him. Yeah. yeah. You should, but yeah. it's more about you prayer than him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really liked how the message that Daniel gave him is very present in mm-hmm. kind of your transition here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talk about Ramsey and like how you didn't really want to be there. When you first told me about it, I thought that Dave Ramsey was a magician. Because <laughs> I did not know who that was. Um, I don't know if anyone else on this podcast does know who that was, but I had no idea. I come from Connecticut. That's not a thing up there, to my knowledge. What do you, do you want to tell us more about like, what that is and what you do yeah. at your job? Um, I mean, people think we work for the chef Gordon Ramsay all the okay. time, so I mean, it, it happens. But um, Dave, basically, um, he was a very successful... He grew up in Antioch, Tennessee, so he's local to the area. Um, very, very successful real estate agent until one day um, he basically was... Um, financing his business by taking out loans from banks to buy houses so that he could sell them and all these things and um, one day the bank sold and the new owner came over and said hey you know what Uh, you have about a million dollars outstanding we want it now and it was hard to come up with that money right away so they foreclosed a lot of his houses and he went bankrupt Um, and God he he has this awesome quote I love it he said that um, because around the time when that happened he had started going back to church um, started to find his way back to the Lord and he said that he got to know God on the way up or he met God on the way up but he really got to know God on the way down because mm-hmm. around that time is when everything started falling apart mm-hmm. um, you know his business was going to the ground his marriage was falling apart they had a newborn kid at the time that they you know they weren't sure they were going to have electricity all these things <clears throat> but um, through counsel and wisdom and him diving into the word like he really founded a lot of these principles that he has today on Proverbs on, on um, Bible but um, through wisdom and all that he was able to him and his wife were able to get out of that and um, make it back on top and because God brought them through that then other people in the church started coming up to him and saying hey you know me and my wife we're going through the same thing you guys got out like how do we get out mm-hmm. and so he started teaching people how to get out of debt and that's kind of what started Randy's solution so at the end of the day, we're fighting against the culture um, that tells you that, hey, you need to go into debt. You need to basically ruin your life in order to have X, Y, Z, you know, mm-hmm. um, and he's been teaching people how to avoid falling into that. Um, so basically, he's just helping people with their finances. And But he, the neat thing is that he always says that, like, hey, you know, this is great, like money, helping people get out of debt and all that. It's great. But like money is really just the bridge, because a lot of times when he's talking, when he's counseling people on the, on the radio show, um, he gets to the root of the issue and he's really good at that because a lot of times it's yeah. not really about the money. Like he'll stop them and be like, hey, listen, like forget about if you should buy this house or you should not buy this house. Like this is a marriage problem. You guys need to go to marital counseling for X, Y, Z, all these things. Um, and he just really gets to the heart of what it is. And at the end of the day, it's helping people and leading them to Christ. Yeah, I can remember um, my uncle, probably when I was like 18, um, may- maybe a little bit after that, sometime in my early 20s, sending me uh, his maybe his first book and um, you know my uncle was doing the envelopes method mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the cash and the buckets and um, you know you have this much this month and if you use mm-hmm. it you don't get any more and, mm-hmm. and uh, some some great wisdom there and then I remember listening to his radio show 
I don't know why I would listen to his radio show because I wasn't doing anything. Like I wasn't doing any of those principles. Uh, I think I just liked hearing him. Yeah, it was kind of a fun like talk show. Yeah, um, but yeah, I can remember him going all the way back to maybe like. Do you know when he kind of started been, all of that? It's like 2004 been, or five, something yeah, like that is when I remember. Back in the 90s. Okay. He, he's been on air for over 30 years. Ago, okay. So. okay. But wow. I think the show is entertaining to listen to because, yeah. because it's not just about money. Right. right? It it's is. about everyone's life yeah. problems and all of us can relate to those things. Great. Do you have any advice for people who are moving to Nashville who don't already have maybe a job lined up or have prayed about that? Do you have any advice for like how to best make those mm-hmm. steps? if you're trying to move here or even elsewhere? Yeah, um, I think it's a lot of what we've talked about already um, in terms of like making the decision to move here. Um, absolutely, number one, start with prayer. You know, really saturate in prayer. Um, but I go back to Proverbs 16, 9, right? The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Um, man, if God wants you here, he's going to bring you here. And so it's like if, if that's on your heart, you've prayed about it, you've gotten good godly counsel about it, like, the only real step is to take that leap of faith and move here, which is can be scary because you're mm-hmm. uprooting your whole life and going to some place you don't know. Um, so that would be number one. Um, two, for the job, in terms of job and whatnot, there are so many job opportunities out here, and there's so many people moving here that are not from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So there's a giant networking opportunity out here. Um, yeah. I got both of my my current job and previous job all from knowing people from networking because uh, they gave me referrals into the companies that I was working at. And so that would be my advice because if you're looking for a job out here, the best way to do it because you're up against so many candidates and this mm-hmm. is coming from, I, I used to work in HR recruiting so yeah. I know what it's like to sift through resumes. Um, your best chance of getting in is to know somebody, is mm-hmm. to build a network. And chances are if you want to move here, you probably, without even realizing, know someone, a friend, distant mm-hmm. family member, whatever, who's already here because so many people have moved here. Um, yeah. And so it, whether it's reconnecting with old acquaintances or mm-hmm. getting to know a certain size of your family better, I don't know. You probably know someone, but get boots on the ground, start meeting people because odds are someone's going to have a job opening and yeah. you know, that's a great door to walk through. Mm. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. It's good stuff. Exactly. Yeah, great. Well, this weekend it was Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys do anything fun? I know there was a cookout at Scott Sims' house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, th- that's one of the blessings of being part of this group, I think, is like we do so many cool things with each other. And so this weekend we basically all hung out for I don't know how many days, which was awesome. And we didn't get tired of each other, you know, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but yeah, that, that cookout at Scott Sims' house was just, I mean, man, you talk about community. Yeah. You talk about I, it was so much fun. And it's so cool to have um, a very successful lawyer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the city of Nashville <laughs> who um, is an um, elder at our church who has a house mm-hmm. that he uses to bless his church family. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not the first group he's had in there mm-hmm. this month. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. Um, and he had just come up to me two, three months ago and said, hey, I'd love to have something at my house. Uh, you can just you can have the house for for a day, or you know we could like I've got a blow up movie screen. We could watch movies, or I'll, I'll do s'mores or whatever. And um, I just asked him like, Hey, what are you guys doing Memorial Day weekend? He's like, 
all my wife and daughters are going to be at the beach. I'll be at home by myself. Like, you guys come yeah. on. And you're sure this isn't Paulson from the future? Just come back. I think this is future Paulson. Okay. Yes, future future Paulson. But that's such a cool thing about um, the body of Christ in general. I, mean, I was going to say our church, but I, I'm I'm fairly certain this happens at mm-hmm. all of uh, you know Christ's church. Um, just people using the the gifts and talents and treasures that the Lord has given them to to bless others, and so. That was really cool. I mean, our senior pastor was there. Yeah. Uh, you, you have kids from two years old. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin's daughter was there. Mm-hmm. My my two daughters were there. Um, and then Scott just bachelor weekend for yeah. him, just <laughs> yeah. having seventy young adults over. That was so cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And Daniel and I had a conversation towards the end of the night because we were talking about how like the the people that we know that have, and this is not an equation, but. The people that we know that have like the biggest houses are also like incredibly generous, and they use it as a stewardship. Yeah, you know, like God really blessed them with this house because He knew that they would use it as an open door policy. Like, mm-hmm. hey, come bring your whole young adult crew. Yeah, over. let's hang out. Let's have fun. It's yeah. not their own thing. It know? reminds you of, of like people like Lydia, mm-hmm. like successful business mm-hmm. people in the Bible that have like, hey, I I have a house. Let's have a house church. Like yeah. you guys meet at my house. It's just awesome when when you see people do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys do anything else besides just young adult stuff? Well, we, on Saturday, uh, a bunch of us went to Bringles in the Nations, and we just hung out there, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and then Is that the smoking, that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. uh... Smoking yeah, Oasis. Smoking Oasis. With outside turf with all the picnic mm-hmm. tables and stuff, so... So you guys smoked, like, Marlboro Reds, <laughs> pack of cigarettes? Is that um, what we're talking about? We did. Bar probably people there. <laughs> oh, see, I'm just... Yeah. I knew that. I'm just trying to... Yeah. I, I am you, listener. I'm learning. <laughs> I knew that was barbecue. Yeah. Is that place good? good? Yeah. It's it's owned by the same people that own... Um, uh, I can't Por- think of Not Porky's. Uh, uh, yeah. Peg Lake Porker. Peg Lake yeah. Porker, yes, yes. So it's the same food. Nailed it. I would yeah. say it's good, but I would say the mac and cheese is certainly the weirdest <laughs> mac and cheese I've ever had. You might have had a bad batch, though. Okay. But it, I, when, I, we I, I, went, yeah, it, when we all went, we all went, we all got the mac and cheese, and we collectively agreed, this is weird and pretty much bad. Yeah. Oh. But they're brisket. But if you guys want to sponsor us, brisket. if you guys want to sponsor this podcast, we would totally be on board with that. And we'd be on board to help you make better mac and cheese. We also give you guys major business when college football is around. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we were there a lot. Sweet. What about on Memorial Day? Did y'all do anything there? I actually was out of town this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was I was in Boston, but uh, we all kind of did our own thing. I think we. The funny thing was we had hung out so much the days prior. I think by the time we got to Memorial Day, all of us were like, you know, we just kind of need yeah. to rest. And <laughs> I feel like most people that I know who I celebrated, their main thing they did was on like Saturday or yeah. Sunday. Yeah. And then Monday is just like, oh, this is our rest day, or yeah. this is the day like. Anyone who like went somewhere, that was the day you were just coming back. Yeah. Because um, like what we did, um, like we didn't do anything specific for Memorial Day, but I think Monday was like our lightest day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us about Boston. Yeah. It's fun. A uh, bunch of friends from home from Connecticut. We all drove up. I have a couple friends who live there now in Boston. Um, we went. We uh, rented Airbnb. Uh, I got there like midnight and pretty much just went there, hung out for like maybe an hour at most, and then we just all went to bed. The next morning we hopped on a ferry and went to this island that was like an old fort 
um, that was used during the Civil War that now has like all this like greenery on top of it and like is kind of spooky. Like there's this place called the Dark Arch where they have um, their thing called the Black Ladies as women who uh, put on uh, clothing to mimic one of the Union soldiers to get her husband out of prison who was a Confederate soldier there. And she had uh, broke it. She had whistled their wedding tune to find him, and he would whistle it back. Wow. And she found him, and then they were trying to escape when they ran into an officer. So she pulled out a pistol, and it backfired and killed her husband. So they tried her as a spy because they didn't really know why she was there. And her last request was to uh, wear women's clothing, and the only thing they had on the island was a some black robes. Mm. So that's why they call her the lady in black, not to be confused with the woman in black, the Daniel Radcliffe movie. Um, but there's like, apparently like sightings of her in this like archway where people feel like chill. Mm. And like we go down there and there's like a whole set of like rooms that's just pitch black. Mm. And there's like a lot of, it's really cool to walk around. Like you take 45 minutes to get over there and then the, uh, next ferry is in like two to three hours we're like how are we going to spend two hours on this tiny island that doesn't have like food or anything like but it was really cool just to walk around um and then we went to this um boat that was like a bar that they had docked like an old sailing ship that they converted into a bar which was super cool to just see something like that like you can't find anything like that in nashville um but yeah, we did a lot of really cool, went to a lot of cool places. We watched the Celtics game with a lot of Boston fans, which was a very interesting and enjoyable moment when they made that last mm-hmm. two points to win the game. And I haven't, I didn't even know NBA season had started. Almost over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I'm just kidding. So the but, Celtics are awesome, right? Like they're playing really good. Yo, know, they yeah, they lost just last, lost night. last yeah. night. Oh, but, sorry, Boston. But yeah, they hit three zero and. Yeah. Then, Won three games in a row to make it to the final mm-hmm. matchup, and then. But now it's the Miami Heat. Yep. So heat and Nuggets. Heat and Nuggets. Yeah. Are you guys for anyone? I would have rooted Boston, but. Okay. I considering the Nuggets have never been to the NBA mm-hmm. championship. Like I, I, I'd be down for them. And they won four zero, so they, yeah. they they got a pretty good shot. Yeah, I mean, Jokic is Jokic is a very good player. So mm-hmm. I mean. But yeah, I mean, it was a good t- good time. Um, went to a casino. Spent two bucks. That's awesome. Would recommend yeah. only spending two about two dollars or less if you're gonna gamble. Yeah. I remember uh, I've been to a casino twice. One time was when I was very young. Mm. Well, I say very young. I was like twenty two. <laughs> I mean, like I was too. I I was like I didn't have enough money to be in a casino. <laughs> that was me two years ago. I had like. <laughs> oh man oh man I'm old you only need two bucks to be in a casino no I, I had like thirty dollars and I remember um, I was like I have enough gas money to get to the casino yeah. I could potentially lose thirty dollars but I don't want to lose thirty dollars yeah. yeah I remember getting up sixty five dollars and I'm like I'm done I'm, yeah. I'm out yeah. my best friend is like dude you gotta stay let it ride I mean, 15 minutes later, I had zero dollars. Yeah. yeah, that's always yeah. how it happens. Oh, yeah. man. One of my friends, he walked in with, like, a bunch of money, lost all of it on slots in yep. five minutes, and then he did some uh, j- uh, blackjack, and he had flipped over a jack, and then flipped over an ace, so he immediately yeah. had 21, 
and he won a ton of money, and he didn't make it what he lost, but he had made a decent enough yeah, work to yeah. feel, work, feel yeah. better about it. Yeah. And then he was like, all right, that was the best luck I'm going to get. Let's go. And they're like, great. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yeah. Go do something else. Knowing when to cut it off. Yeah. For sure. Gambling a... talk on hanging, <laughs> with the ha- hanging in the hangar. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm too Poker competitive where, like, I, I, I hate losing, mm-hmm. especially money. It's <laughs> so, like, oh. I'll hop on a slot machine, and I, after, like, five dollars i'm like i'm done mm. this is stupid yeah like one of my friends out. like he's like oh i just like like it's an enjoyable activity and i'm like i would rather spend that money exactly on buying yeah, yeah or going to a show literally get yeah something back like, i spent right? 80 yeah. bucks on some yeah. records at a record shop and i'm yeah. like great i actually have something i can bring back with me rather than just the memory of five minutes of losing exactly. money um so you went to a casino this past weekend yeah, two days ago. Do they smoke cigarettes in this, this one? Casino? Didn't okay. I've been to the ones the in thing Vegas. I remember that they about do. you're on a cigarette. Kid, I know. Right? I'm like <laughs> obsessed with smoking things, but like, <laughs> no. In uh, uh, the place we went to in Mississippi, um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's just like it just smelled like. Oh yeah, the Vegas, I went to Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Vegas like ones are always seventeen or eighteen, and yep. it just smelled. Like wow. Smell. Yep. Man. But this one, good. Well. Is there anything in particular that Memorial Day like means to you guys? I know we kind of diverted from Memorial Day talk into NBA Finals and gambling, but I mean that's how we celebrate. Yeah. yeah, but anything in particular like how how does that holiday kind of uh, is it special to you? Do you have any memories, things like that? I think for me, like I, I mean, I came from a military family. Like all of my great grandpas and uncles, they were all army. My cousin was a marine, um, and it it just. I think it's hard to, we talk about how freedom isn't free, right? And, and it's true. There's a cost to that. And there's a lot of people that have given their lives for our freedom so we can do the things we do and say the things we can say mm. here in America today. Yeah. Um, I think that it gets taken for granted a lot. I'm pretty passionate mm. about that because it's frustrating to see some of the things that go down today. But yeah, I think it's like really important to remember that, you know, that we're, we're blessed to be here in this country. Um, and you don't even have to like all the things about America, and you're still fine living here because you have that freedom to do that, and that came at the cost yeah. of somebody's life. Yeah. You know? um, and so it's 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 a nice it's a nice thing to have a three day weekend, but it's like remembering, hey, there's a purpose to this weekend. It's like we're remembering the fallen and our freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's never been a huge holiday. Like we've usually, I think we've just been in town. You have the extra day off of school. It's usually like. One of the first couple weeks where you don't have school. Yeah. Um, and I remember walking around town with my friends, walking to our library nearby. Um, but, like, my family wasn't a huge military family. Like, my uncle works for the Air Force mm-hmm. um, as an engineer. Um, a couple of my, my grandparents' relatives were, like, in the military, but they didn't really, like, go into action mm-hmm. One of my cousin's Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just the idea of, like, memorial is something that is, like, important to me, at least. Um, this idea of, like, remember those who have, like, impacted you. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, this is a holiday about not necessarily remembering those, but remembering the general idea of those. Because um, yeah. there's a lot of people out there who you don't know their names. Yeah. You, don't mm-hmm. know their faces, mm-hmm. but like we all of the airplanes I got on through during the trip, they're like, we don't normally do this at this time, but all 
active military and veterans can now board like they're the first people to get on the plane. Mm-hmm. It's just normally like, okay, now the third group or something, or only if you are an active military member can you uh, go up early with like people who need extra time and like parents with kids. Yeah. Um, but it's just very interesting that we have like one specific day of like, okay, this is the time we're going to dedicate to these people. And then it's like, all right, let's wait a year. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. 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 It's, it is so important. I mean, I have uh, grandparents, great granddads and great granddads that were uh, Navy mm-hmm. and army. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, remembering memory is, is so important and crucial to any society and culture. Um, it really is kind of a shame that I do think that a, a lot today we've we've tried to um, maybe gloss over some aspects of history. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you don't look back at those things, then you don't you don't learn from those it's mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a difference between studying history and glorifying right. atrocity. Right. And so you know, uh, there's war is ugly. Yeah. Um, uh, civil war is ugly. Uh, world war is ugly, um, but it, it is important for us to remember and honor. And even even if you would criticize America, mm-hmm. um, well, you're free to do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. On 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 the sacrifice of many 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 thousands millions of people who've come before us, and so just super thankful for that. Um, and I mean, guys, we meet every Tuesday night to study a book about history. I mean, yeah. it's yep. about it's the history of what God has done mm-hmm. since yeah. the creation of the universe. So it's like super important to look back, reflect, and grow. Yeah. You know, for sure. So. Yeah. Something that kind of has always stuck mm-hmm. with me that uh, at the end of each year in college with our Christian fellowship, we have uh, it's called um, manliness, and essentially. Uh, all of the fourth years um, would get a chance to talk about like what they've learned from their uh, time at mm-hmm. UVA and in our fellowship. And one guy, Brady, I do not remember his last name, I apologize, but uh, he said something that like will always stick with me. He said, we always forget about the sin of forgetfulness, mm-hmm. of all of these things mm-hmm. that we've learned over and over and over again yeah, yeah. that we've like, man, like I'll sit down and you'll say something like, man, that's like hits me so hard. Like yeah. I definitely need to like make that change in my life. And then I'll go home and it's gone. Right. Yeah, right. There's just like so many things that we'll recognize, like I should be doing this right. or like, this is something that like has impacted me and we'll walk away from it and we won't make those changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like the idea of knowing, having that knowledge, but then just, throwing it away or mm-hmm. forgetting about it. Mm-hmm. It's great to be reminded of things, even when I read the Bible, I'm like, oh, I didn't get anything out of this. There's still things I'm reminded of. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that's kind of the way that I've started to approach, like, reading my, my Bible, especially, like, when you're like, oh, like, numbers and all this stuff, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. like, what is this for? <laughs> but there's always something in there that's like, I need to be reminded of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the important, like, I even love watching war movies. And it's like, who loves watching a bunch of people get killed and all that violence and stuff? But it, it stirs something up inside of you yeah. to where you have just this appreciation for, one, um, war is, is dirty, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, horrendous. And, like, two, that these these 
most people willingly would go and, and, and fight. You right. know, there's right. certain aspects where people didn't want to go, but yeah. uh, people, you know, gave their lives for us. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Well, and here's the thing too, right? Like we live in a very comfortable society, right? Yeah. Even though things are a little divided right now, it's still pretty comfortable. And unless you like read history books or watch war movies or actually deploy overseas, you don't see the other side of things. Mm-hmm. It's like not everywhere you go is like here in America. Um, and we are incredibly blessed to live here. Um, Amen. So yeah, I think those, yeah. all the historical things are very important for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, do we want to play a quick memory game of how mm-hmm. many Ooh. states can you remember? I used to know a song with yeah. all 50, and I don't... I bet Kyle can name every single one. I feel like he could, too. In like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, give me 50. <laughs> Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. So you know the same song that I Carolina, <laughs> Connecticut. Well, Carolina, North and South. <laughs> Delaware, Georgia, Colorado, Connecticut. Gosh, I don't, do not remember the song. Um, Delaware? Yes, Delaware, Georgia. Oh, you said that. Um, <laughs> oof, it's going to be a lot of silence in this episode. I'm just going to go off the cuff. Oklahoma... Uh, out. Uh, that's one of the ones I always forget. North and South Dakota, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, uh, Michigan, Ohio, uh, Washington. Uh, gosh, what's the one that's below that? Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> um, Nevada, Nebraska, New Mexico, New Jersey, New York. Um, Virginia, West Virginia. Are you, are you trying to remember it by a song or like alphabetically? I'm just going or? in the order of like where things are. Kind oh, of. Oh, okay, okay. I think ge- geographically, <laughs> okay, I'm kind of moving kind around. Of like, yeah, I was trying to picture it in my head. I was alph- like, alphabetically is not going to happen. I, I was following you geographically for a minute, and then and you so, went from yeah, like yeah. Nevada <laughs> to Virginia, and I was like, wait a minute. And then sometimes I'll just Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll go to different areas. Texas isn't there. Maybe like Michigan, Ohio, Washington. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. You still quick trip across. Uh, gosh, there's so many more probably. But there's 50 of them. <laughs> we did it. Hawaii, Alaska. What state yeah. are we in right now? Oh, Tennessee. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I always forget. What am I... We didn't name like Oklahoma or Arkansas I think it is or Iowa. Iowa. Oklahoma. Oh. Iowa. I did not say Iowa, Idaho, Kentucky, Kentucky Louisiana. Louisiana, Indiana. Um, uh, did, you say, did you say Florida, Delaware, did not say Florida, Maine, New Hampshire, Hampshire Vermont. Vermont? I did not say New Hampshire. Did <laughs> Dude, your home state? <laughs> I did say Connecticut. Oh, you did say, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> if I had a map, I could not guarantee that I could label them all correctly. I could do that. Okay. I think collectively between the three of us, we had 50. We probably I think we just nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're somebody, listening to this yeah. and you didn't list your state and you're from there, we apologize. You, I will give you anything. Well, I'll give you something anything from, from my Kayla's office. Anything from Kayla's house. <laughs> anything from Kayla's house. Old one or the new one? Well, I guess the old one is yeah. now uh, Dean's You could house. have the yeah, Dean's house. <laughs> Kayla will give you an object from her house if you can tell us which state we left out. And you have to live there. And if you can find Acts 28 and 29 for us. <laughs> okay, I, you said that tonight, and I was like, go to the bottom, it tells you the quote. That they yeah, I was going to say, my Bible actually does yeah. have it. 
Yeah. Oh, does well, it? Well, it has it in, it, the, in the, it's the footnote. Like a footnote. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'll tell you what left out, yeah. You just gotta hope your kids are not clever enough to figure that out. Just give them an old school Bible, not a study Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Alright, we did it, guys. Great game. Close enough, sure. Yeah. Um... When's the last time any of you guys had surgery? <laughs> <laughs> Great transition. Oh. oh man. I think I'm the No, you're actually the most recent one. No. I think wait. so. You had it after me, I think, right? Did I really? Because I was already yeah, because I was already here when you had your hip you were telling me about your hip mm-hmm. thing. Oh. So I think it was you actually. Because I had met you and then like a week later you're like, Hey, I would go grab lunch with you, but like my hip is just out. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. I think I got I got hip surgery in October or November of 2021. Yeah. Oh, does that make sense? Oh, was yep. that long ago? Oh, that's yeah. What I, yeah. So maybe we were talking about you already having hip surgery. So I, I think I, I would have been so. like November because okay. I had okay. just come to West End like beginning of November, end of October. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Man, time flies. Hey, you look at you walking, playing grooving, football, jumping, jumping, power cleaning, playing some days. Square. Playing nine square, bending over and picking things up off the ground. Putting away the tables upstairs. Put the tables away. I, I can hold my one and a half year old. <laughs> Made it all the way back, guys. No, but I think the reason we put this in there is because Jace blew out his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Just uh, uh, peak athlete or p- peak oh, athletic man. condition. Mm. Just blew out his Achilles. Pickleball championship and halfway through just... We're just gonna we'll roll with that story. I like yeah. It. A... <laughs> oh man, I mean, you know all the greats: Jordan Whitson, Nick Whitson. <laughs> I was there. I mean, you all know me, uh, Jace. The four of us, just the America's team. America's Side team. story: My mother-in-law plays pickleball probably twelve times a week. Oh my gosh! I, you know, I, I don't doubt that. I don't think I play twelve people. times a year. <laughs> okay, but but no, for real though, y'all were playing pickleball mm-hmm. and you just. Tell us what happened. So this was about a uh, what was this, two months after I moved here. Because uh, yeah, I had like, I had just met y'all. Like it was you weren't working busy. at Ramsey yet. No, no, I, I was actually in the middle of my in person interviews at Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I would have been like March. Uh, or, yeah, in fact, yeah. the day that I tore it, they had told me like, "Hey, you made it to the in person interview." So that was like number four mm-hmm. or five or whatever. Um, and I was like, "Sweet, nothing can go wrong." And then things went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, we were playing pickleball, and um, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure we were playing for like, <clears throat> what, an hour and a half or so? It had been a while. And we were wrapping up, mm-hmm. right? And then somebody said, hey, do you guys want to play one more game? And, and we're like, yeah, sure. And, oh, um, it's the mistake. It's, it's all, it always is. Someone right? said on a podcast today that I was listening to, whenever you say, let's do one more, you always stop on the one before that. That's, and this yeah. is about skiing, where like, everyone's at the bottom of the yep. hill. You're about to leave. Everyone's safe. Everyone's safe. Everyone's, Everyone's good. Good, yep. good to go. Yep. But if you do one more, you're always going to be just a little bit more tired each uh-huh. time. Like a little bit more likely to do have a mistake. Yeah. Um, and like a little bit more likely to be like, oh yeah, I'll go over that jump. Why the heck not? It's my last run. Yep. Um, so like, you always want to stop on the one before the last one. That's lesson learned, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we we said yes to one more game. Uh, Daniel, for the longest time, I uh, jokingly and lovingly blamed Kyle because Kyle's the one that served me the ball when I tore <laughs> my Achilles. Uh, but Kyle served it to me, 
no, nothing out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he did like a crazy serve. It was just a normal serve, and I stepped forward and yeah. I heard a pop, and uh, I was on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a little bit closer to the net than like an easy step, yeah, but nothing wasn't out of like the, difficult. No, I mean, even my doctor said he was like, "This was a complete freak accident. Mm-hmm. You'll probably never do this again." And I was yeah. like, "Great, I don't want to do this again." So one of my friends, we were playing volleyball a couple weekends ago, and I think he just kind of like dove for a ball, but like kind of in the like, oh, let me get on one knee mm-hmm. to be able to get there. And he was like, oh, my knee's kind of messed up from that. Like, I don't know what's wrong. And he went, and he's like, oh, I think I tore my meniscus. And they're like, actually, you fractured your knee. Wow. Like, wow. Man. That's a serious injury. Because it didn't look like anything really happened. He just kind of hit his knee on the ground as he was going. Yeah. Well, that was kind of like my injury, right? Mm Because, like, I didn't think I was injured at first. Yeah. uh, Because I heard a pop. But it didn't hurt. It was weird. It didn't hurt. Like, I just felt like a pressure on the bottom of my heel. Mm. Uh, my leg gave out, so I fell. And then I remember laying on the ground thinking, like, okay, that was kind of weird, but I'm not in pain, so I must not be hurt. So I got up and tried to take a step and fell again. Oh. Um, and that's kind of when you guys, you know, picked me up and helped me walk over to that chair that was off mm-hmm. to the side. Um, oh, but I thought, yeah. I was like, man, I, I, I sprained it. Like, I'm, I'm good. Just give me, some, mm-hmm. give me some time. And Jordan was the one. Jordan is going to the PA school, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> he was like, dude, no, we got to take you to the emergency room yeah, because this looked bad. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're going. So mm. so it did it did or didn't hurt? It didn't hurt. Wow. Like, it was the weirdest thing. I mean, just the grace of God, I guess. Man. Um, I, I, you know, after I sat down, that's when the the adrenaline and yeah. the dizziness, all that hit. That's yeah. when I knew something was wrong. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, something's happening. But again, you talk about community, right? I mean, like these guys, mm. uh, Kyle, Jordan, and Nick, like they drove me over to Centennial, um, shout out Kayla's Hospital, um, right across the street. And then Jordan and Nick went back and took, gra- they got in my car and drove it over to the parking lot so that mm. I could get in my car afterwards. Um, but I mean, you guys took such good care of me that night. It was awesome. I mean, it was, it was really a big blessing uh, to do that because it was pretty crazy when I look back on it. So. And then I spent five-ish hours in the emergency room. Wow. Um, which actually was pretty fast compared to some other people. But um, I think I didn't get home until about midnight, like 1230 or so. And um, I had texted Kyle Lira. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I actually texted all of you guys. But um, I, they had told me some information that wasn't true. They, or well, at least one of the texts did. He said that... He said, oh, you know, in two, three weeks, like, you'll be walking around, you'll be fine. That wasn't true at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I had heard. So I texted a bunch of guys in the group, and I said, hey, guys, like, I'm not going to be able to drive for, like, two or three weeks. I probably won't see you guys for a bit. Like, you know, I'm really bummed about that, but hopefully, you know, I'll be able to see you guys again soon. Because I had just met you guys. Yeah. Uh, but Kyle Lira calls me at 1230 in the morning. Like, I had just gotten home. I was on the couch. I was pretty bummed. I was in a pretty low state at that point. Kyle Lira calls me and he's like, dude, you are not going to not see us for two or three weeks. Like Josh Fish lives down the street from you. Like we can coordinate with him. We'll, we'll pick you up. Like we'll take turns. We'll bring you to Bible study. We'll bring you to church. Like you're not like not hanging out with us. And yeah. That meant the world to me. I was like, man, mm. this is, this is awesome. And that's, that's community, right? That's the power yeah. of like a, this Christ body of like, we rally around each other during those yeah. times. And it's, it was yeah. really cool to see. I that. thought that was the coolest thing about your injury was mm-hmm. just seeing a different person or, or even the same person like bringing you to everything yeah. that was so mm-hmm. cool yeah yeah I mean I feel like that was when I got to know you the, the most was yeah. the times that I drove you to and fro sure. from things where like 
and we got really close through that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, like, you know, I'd met you one night, and then I met you at, um, where was it? Uh, Monday Night Brewing. Monday Night Brewing, yeah. And we all just kind of started playing, like, pickleball and doing sports, going to things, and me, mm-hmm. you, Jordan, Lyra, um, Nick, and just from that, like, we're like, okay, great, like, mm-hmm. we'll help out Jace, like, you know, he's a good buddy, yeah. after doing him for a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing, too, it was, like, this community has been so good, like, it felt like we all knew each other more than just a month mm-hmm. at, by that point, you know? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't been there that much longer than you had. Yeah, and we were all hanging out, like, we had been together for a while. Yeah, I mean, Jordan um, had been there maybe a couple weeks couple more months, than yeah, I had been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird, uh, as you guys were talking about that, I was thinking about the just the the groups of young adults and it's like I see that there's there's a group that comes in at a certain time and mm-hmm. they seem to always really connect with each other um that's that's it's kind of sad because like as I, I feel like the, the dad of the young adult group I want I want like all of my young adult kids to get along and hang out but mm-hmm. obviously I know it's like Hey guys, we're we're uh, playing you know video games tonight. Seventy five people can't sure. come over and play <laughs> sure, video sure. games. So uh, it's like, <laughs> we need a bigger building. Right? Yeah, we'll, we'll meet yeah. you at the hangar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's been really cool to see y'all's group of people really just. Um, and it's not like y'all close yourself off to people. There's new people that come in all the time. I'd love to have more people in our group. I mean, I feel like it to be have a lot of people that have been moving away or in the yeah. process yeah. of moving. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like our group is kind of like split a bit to where like I'm doing things with more smaller groups now than just, Hey, like let's all just go yeah. do something. Um, but I feel like this summer is definitely like, I've already met a bunch of people tonight and last week and the week before. Yeah. So I feel like it's just, you know, I think once it's nicer out, we're all going to kind of start getting to know each other yeah. better. And I think those groups are going to kind of break down a bit more, but like in a good way. Yeah. Well, Jace, what just you don't have to go into full detail, but what what did that recovery process of the Achilles look like? Just um, side note, listener, I, I was a football coach for a long time, and I've seen Achilles injuries, and a lot of people up until very recently, the Achilles was a career ender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you would just never play athletics, yeah. any kind of sports again, mm-hmm. and now they're having dudes kind of like the ACL was yeah. a long time ago. Um, dudes will blow out their their Achilles in the NFL and they're playing the next mm-hmm. season. So how has your recovery process been? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm still going through it. It really? takes about a year um, of, from surgery, uh, a year to the day about. And it never is going to go back to 100%, which for me is fine. I'm not a professional athlete, so it's, it's fine. Um, not yet, you're not. That's well. Not with that kind of attitude. Yeah. Might be past that. <laughs> past that. But um, I mean, even, you know, you think about like Kobe and uh, Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant, like some of them, they have even with the best care with the technology we have now, like they had to kind of change their game when they came back because of the Achilles injury because it never really goes back to 100%. But um, it was three months of not being able to walk or drive, um, which was incredibly frustrating. Mm -hmm. And then it was four months of physical therapy. And recently it's just been, you know, kind of stretching and getting strength back in. I still don't have full range of mobility, but it's. I would say right now I'm probably at about ninety percent. Um, I can probably start playing stuff again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a it's it's just a it's a long long arduous recovery, um, mm-hmm. and there's no shortcuts. So yeah, yeah you kind of just have to grind it out. Yeah, I know you relied a lot on 
not just people from Daring All Group, but you had like a very great opportunity from uh, some people that you had known coming into Nashville. If you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's it was a crazy story that I've told a number of times. I think both of you have already heard this, mm-hmm. but listeners who haven't heard this, um, it's an awesome testimony that God just provided. But um, the day that I had my MRI, uh, the surgeon didn't even have to MRI me. He felt my Achilles, and he was like, it's gone. Like We have to operate. Um, and so um, I had to schedule a day for surgery, but um, he told me, he was like, hey, you're not going to be able to drive or walk for three months. Mm-hmm. So, side note, it was my right foot, my right Achilles that yeah. I tore. And so... I had actually, up until that point, been driving around with my left foot. I kind of taught myself how to drive with my left foot, just got my right foot out of the way. And I thought, I was like, oh, well, I can get around. I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. This is good. Uh, and I told the doctor that. I was like, no, I'm good. I can drive with my left foot. <laughs> he looked at me and said, stop doing that. Because <laughs> uh, insurance, I didn't know this, insurance won't cover you if you get into an accident if you have a medical device on one of your legs. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, yeah, um, don't do that anymore. <laughs> wow. So, um, Anyway, needless to say, um, again, I was in the middle of my Ramsey Solutions in-person interviews. Um, I had just met you guys. Mm-hmm. I was just getting connected. Um, and so I was really bummed about everything. And I was sitting in the waiting room after the doctor told me that. And I was really, I was, I was kind of panicking. Because at that time, I lived in the downstairs studio that I was renting from a former Bible study leader. And I lived by myself in that mm-hmm. studio. Um and so I was just praying. I was like, God, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to get to my interviews? How am I going to, how am I going to eat? Cause I can't go to the grocery store. Like I'm going to do anything cause I can't drive. I can't walk. I can't hold things in my hand cause I was on crutches. Oh. Um, I was just freaking out. And then I had this moment where I just stopped and I don't, I don't really know. I, it was just a Holy spirit moment where I just stopped and I just said, God, I need you to come through cause I can't do this. Like I got nothing. I, mm-hmm. I need you to come through with something. I literally said amen, and my phone rang, and it was Daniel and Cheryl Price. Uh, wow! You know the elders that mm-hmm. I had met that connected me with West End, but I had kind of I had been texting them and updating them on what happened. But I said amen. My phone rings. They're on the other end. And they're like, "Hey, Jace, um, we're on our way to Arkansas right now, but we just really, really felt like God told us that we needed to call you and ask if you wanted to temporarily move in with us, and we'll take care of you until your leg heals." And it was just one of those moments where I was like, wow, God, like that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, prayers aren't always answered that way that quickly, but right. in that moment, like, you know, God just, he knew I needed that. And it was, it was a pretty uh-huh. awesome thing. And so and what was nice too, was that Daniel and Cheryl lived closer to you, Kyle, to everyone mm-hmm. else. And so it made it easier for them to come pick me up and take me places. Yeah. And, um, you know, Daniel, you live down the street from them. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we grabbed lunch once and, uh, you know, you offered to take me places as well, which I really appreciate. But it just was one of those things where, uh, man, yeah, there were so many people that God brought into my life during that time that helped out mm-hmm. that. And I think that was, that was something that God was trying to teach me because I was really, really independent mm-hmm. and I always was like trying to, I was like, no, I don't need help. Like I can do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, even in my walk with God, I was like, ah, I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those seasons where God was just like, no, I, he forced me to sit down. I was like, you're going to sit here and I am going to provide for you and you're going to like it. <laughs> and yeah. so that's what it felt like. Cause he was just providing left and right. And I had, I had no way to provide for myself. Yeah. Like literally couldn't go anywhere. So it was, it was actually a pretty cool season to walk through. Nice. Well, walk through. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think we're grateful that you're on the podcast and you're able to talk about 
this experience for all of us, I think that's something that we can look at and see if, like, even those who haven't experienced that or any time, like, I think about, oh, man, like, I'm also a very independent person. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the way that you relied on us, like, man, I need to rely on Because I live alone. Mm-hmm. And there have been times when, like, I got COVID or, like, I'm, like, super sick or times when, like, oh, I, like, my, I didn't have a car. I'm, like, man, like, I need community for a mm-hmm. lot of things. And yet, like, I rely on myself too much sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that's really great to, like, hear your testimony about that. Yeah, well, it's an easy thing to do when you have the ability to provide for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, man, in those moments when God just strips everything away, yeah, it's like, okay, I, I do need help, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes it takes hitting rock bottom to, to do that. That was my case, you know? And so, but God did a lot of really cool things through it, which was, which was awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I've lived by myself before, but not for very long. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have my wife right now, I would die. <laughs> I don't know how I would do anything. So. I, you, that's off to you guys. I mean, Taylor, Taylor is phenomenal. She's awesome. Yeah. I think you, yeah. you would. She's got three kids out. she takes care of. <laughs> three kids and a puppy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you'll have a dog now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listener. <laughs> we got a new puppy. It's it's a whole thing. She's awesome, though. Yeah, she's actually really cool. When's she um, coming to Western? Super sweet. And- I don't know. She just she's in that puppy. She gets excited and she pees mm-hmm. like every single time mm-hmm. that she gets excited. So, if Hadley's friends are coming over, the neighbors like knock on the door. I like run and throw the. I don't really, I don't really throw the dog, but I run and let the dog out the back door because she'll pee as soon as she yeah. sees someone that she doesn't know. So, but other than that, she's great. She just wants to chew everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that puppy life. Just a puppy. Yeah, she stopped peeing in the house. That's good. Um, Any anytime she has an accident, it's our fault. So, (laughs) yeah. That was fast because I was just at your house not that long. I know. Yeah. In that short span of time, she. Yeah, she's good. She's doing very good. I I, knock on wood. It's been days and days since she's had an accident, but Mm -hmm. so. Great. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. (laughs) Now that you said that, she's gonna have an accident. Yeah, she probably had like three accidents today. (laughs) I haven't been home since like seven thirty. So. And all right, um, I think that kind of yeah sums it up. Yeah, you kind of talked about how you learn and grow, and you know what advice people in a similar situation get from that. Now, if there's anything else you want to add, um, um, I I think the only thing is is how important it is, like when, especially when you're moving. If you're if you're moving here or moving to a new place, how important it is to establish community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because. At the time, I mean, it's easy to go places and you know make your priority finding a job or finding a house, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. those things are very important. But had I not had you guys around, when I tore my Achilles, I don't know what I would have done. Well, I guess I wouldn't have torn my Achilles if I hadn't met you guys. But, <laughs> but uh, wow, I, 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 I tore it. Ricardo, <laughs> I guess I would have torn it one way or another if that was God's will. But uh, I tore it, and because I had met y'all and you guys were already good friends of mine by that point, like it was just such a big blessing mm-hmm. to have you guys in my life. And um, like I said, I don't know what I would have done if it wasn't for this community here. And so it's super, super important to invest in that early on when you move somewhere or when you join a new church or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, invest in the people. Cause it's going to really, either you're going to have a chance to bless other people there or they'll be able to bless you, you know, one way or the other or both, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's super important to do that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 
coming on and for dispersing your wisdom among us. We appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on. Um, it's getting pretty late. Daniel, we got anything coming up that we want to touch on real quick? Uh, I should have made this announcement. I totally forgot. But we're going to Nashville Sounds game on June 15th. We already bought yes. like 50 tickets. So uh, Super fun. Uh, if you're in the area, you want to go to a Nashville Sounds game, just Venmo me. Give them some gambling money. Give me some gambling <laughs> money. And then you can go to the game with us. Baseball. That's it. Cool. All right. Great. Well, thank you guys for listening. Hope you had a good time on the podcast. Uh, yeah. See you. Bye. Bye, y'all. Jace, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Great. Thank Daniel. Thank you for being here. Uh, glad that you had me. 10.56 at night. Yeah. All right. Take it easy, y'all. Bye.